Hey, welcome everyone. I'm Don Newton, host of Open Air on KPOV 889 FM, High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. Airing Wednesdays at 5 p.m., Open Air is a weekly one-hour entertainment talk show featuring conversations with authors, local youth, entertainers, sports figures, and more. She's a real woman with a real life. She's someone you can relate to. Open Air with Don Newton. Welcome to Open Air. I am your host, Don Newton. In 2018, CNN reporter Nora Noose stumbled across a Twitter feed of Mohammed Najim, a 15-year-old Syrian using social media to tell his story in any way he could. He was only eight years old when the war in Syria began. He was 13 when his beloved Baba his father, was killed in a bombing while praying. By 15, Muhammad didn't want to hide anymore. He wanted to act. He was determined to reveal what families like his were enduring in Syria, bombings by their own government and days hiding in dark underground shelters. Nora Noose joins me today to share Najim's story in her book, Muhammad Najim, War Reporter, How One Boy Put the Spotlight on Syria. Nora News, you're an Emmy-nominated journalist and writer based in Brooklyn, uh, author of Mohammed Najem, War Reporter, How One Boy Put the Spotlight on Syria. I mean, it's a true story. One boy's courageous decision to risk his life to tell the story. Tell us about this. So the story really is Mohammed's life story, which sounds a little silly for a 20-year-old, but he already has lived such an incredible life. When he was eight years old, the war in Syria began, and as he got older, he wanted to do something to bring focus to the situation in, in his country. And so he started posting these videos on YouTube and on Twitter, on the Internet, showing what it was really like to be a kid during the conflict. And that's when I first saw some of his videos telling his story. And do you think Muhammad, did he realize what he was doing at the time? Like, I'm telling my story, or was this kind of part of that, especially at his age, young age, you know, video game time, or how was he perceiving that, or was that his intent? Yeah, he's always been, I've known him now for five years, and and he's always been pretty precocious for his age, and he had the benefit of watching his older brother be a journalist and and tell stories. And Muhammad describes seeing his older brother's work, constantly interviewing adults and constantly talking about um, the ways that the war impacted the the adults in their lives. And Muhammad really had this moment of like, wait, we're impacted too. And our stories of the kids in the conflict really aren't being told. And from a very kind of surprisingly early age, he he had this specific thought that he wanted people to know what was really happening in Syria with the hope that maybe something good would come of it. Well, you're absolutely right. He was such a young age, eight years old when the war in Syria began, 13 when his father was killed in a bombing while praying, and then by 15, he didn't want to hide anymore. He wanted to act. How did you How did you come across the story? How did you find him? Well, about five years ago, I was working for CNN, and I stumbled across some of his videos, and I was just shocked by 
his courage. You know, some of those first videos I saw with him, he was standing on the roof of an apartment building with bombs dropping in the background, reporting on what he was seeing. And we did a lot of work within CNN to make sure that it was all accurate, that he was really who he said he was, that he really was where he said he was. Um, but everything checked out, and it just was this incredible story. And we ended up reporting an, an article and a video for CNN about his experiences. And the testament, I mean, his courage, at, at such a young age, he has experienced, seen, lived more than any of us will ever, ever throughout our lifetime. And it's amazing what an incredible, well, he's a young man now, what he's gone through. Where is he at today? How is he doing? He's doing really well today. He's in Istanbul, Turkey with his family, and he has been studying English and Turkish, and he would like to finish his education because his formal education stopped when, when the war uh, got too bad to continue to keep schools open. And he wants to keep reporting. That's something that still is really his passion and continued advocating for children of war all over the world. And you chose to tell a story in the form of a graphic novel. Why did you choose to do it in that format? It felt like a really natural choice for both of us because so much of what his story was sharing was in visuals to begin with. It was in photos and in videos sharing not only the horrors of war, but also some of the beauty of Syria. And that's something that really was important to us as well, that in the U.S., we look at pictures of Syria on the news, and they're all so horrific, which are important to bear witness to as well. But there is something just so gorgeous about Syria that we don't really appreciate. So that was something that we really wanted to share in the book as well. Was there challenges in, in reaching Muhammad? Was it difficult to communicate with him, especially during you know this wartime? And then and then meeting yeah. him in person. That was the meeting him in person was something that was really just so powerful. Um, originally, we spoke entirely over the internet, so it was video calls and messages and, and things like that. Um, and it wasn't until I was actually able to go to Turkey once they had escaped that I was able to meet them in person. And that was such an incredible experience. And they cooked Syrian food for me, and we got to spend a lot of time together telling stories. And that's really when the idea for the book um, became something that we knew we wanted to really pursue together. And as Muhammad is, was watching this book come together and then the finished product, when he and his family look at it, read it, seeing himself necessarily in print and his story being told, I'm hoping that that would provide some healing for him, but also reliving a lot of tragedy and trauma. Exactly. And I think there's really those twin impulses. I think reliving the trauma was really hard in telling their story. I interviewed not only Muhammad for this book, but every member of his family and really got different perspectives on each of these different instances. But from what they've said is that now that they have the book in their hands and they have their family's story, that is something incredibly powerful, especially as their eldest sister has young kids now and they never got to meet their grandfather. And so being able to have this book and hold the book and have their family's story told has been really meaningful to them. How is the story when you first started to, you know, today during this journey? How has it changed you or impacted you in your life? Uh, enormously so. I mean, my relationship with Muhammad's family has meant 
so much to me. His older brother and sister are both about my age. And originally I was communicating with them a lot because Muhammad was still a minor and a child. And getting to meet them in Istanbul, getting to stay in touch with them. I mean, we speak basically every day at this point. And I've been so grateful for their generosity of trust in allowing me to tell their story. And I just look forward to so much more in the future together and being a part of their lives for a long time. Well, in the story, I mean, it's going to resonate with everyone all ages. But do you have a particular age group you want reading this book? So the book primarily is being um, kind of marketed to middle grade readers. That's about age 8 to 14, because that's the age that Muhammad was when he was making a lot of these videos and, and a lot of the book takes place. Um, And I think there's something really powerful about that age group and communicating that view that you can make a difference. You don't have to wait until you're older and you still can help improve your own community. But I also think the book has a lot of appeal for readers of all ages. And in some ways, I think there are other themes that adults pick up on about family and about being together and and what you are willing to do to be together as a family that really resonate as well. Well, and the trauma, just surviving trauma that in and of itself for all ages, and and especially for teens, Mm -hmm. not necessarily comparing what someone is going through, because I know, I mean, I've done this myself when they had a traumatic event or some hard times going through, but then I'll, I'll take the, I'll dismiss what I'm going through or demean it or make it less than when I see somebody I mean, somebody like Muhammad going through what he's gone through. But trauma is trauma and how our bodies process it. We need to give consideration and respect to that and realize that even though maybe in the measuring arena, it doesn't equate as far as severity, but still the impact on your system is the same. Well, I think severity is all relative as well. And I think that's something that Muhammad really wants for this book as well, is for people to come out of the reading and see that, no matter what trauma and struggle you have been through, there is hope and there is always hope for the future. Who do you want reading this book, Nora? Who is this for? It sounds like a cop-out answer, but honestly, everyone. I think there is something in this book for young readers. I think there's something in this book for older readers. You know, I was in Ukraine at the beginning of the war and I just managed to get a copy through an intermediary to a friend of mine I made in Ukraine. And he was talking about how it resonated so much for his own story. And I think no matter where you find yourself on life's journey, there is something in this book for you, whether it's family or making your voice heard. And Nora, where can we go to learn more about you and your work and about Muhammad Najem and uh, the book? Both of us are active on social media and on Twitter and on Instagram. Muhammad especially is still reporting and posting more about events in Syria and and really all over the world. And so that's the best place to find him as well. Well, again, I appreciate this time and this work. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Open Air is written, produced, and hosted by Don Newton. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.